0: Thank you for joining us today. You are listening to the anointed ministry teaching of Prophet Grace Scales, where we experience the presence of the Lord as we explore his Word. Now let's dive in and enjoy today's teaching. Well, this is Grace Scales out of Joliet, Illinois, coming to you once again, and I am so excited to be back with you as we delve into the Word of God together and explore a series of teachings that I previously did or introduced in 2008 that were entitled Developing the Fruit of the Spirit for Living a Bountiful Life. I believe this series is pivotal for the body of Christ today, and even more so than when it was first introduced over 15 years ago. In order to set the stage and to help better understand what God expects of us as His sons and daughters, we will first introduce some of the correlating reasons for the fruit of the Spirit and why they're so crucial and their development in our lives is so essential in such a time as we are living today. I believe that every born-again believer professing Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior needs to be developing, or they should at least endeavor to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit in their lives. First, it's because God expects us to grow and to mature. Second, it will cause us to bear fruit that exemplifies the glory of God in the earth. And thirdly, it will enable us to become overcomers. The fruit is given to the believer who is being transformed by the Holy Spirit and The gifts are given to the believer as they become part of the body of Christ. But the fruit is given to be fruitful and the gifts are given to be useful, according to 2 Peter 1 and 8. Within the heart of every father on earth is the sense of pride when he sees his children grow and become like him in personality, attitude, and in behavior. The same is true of our Heavenly Father. God the Father takes great fatherly pride in his sons and his daughters, and he desires that they be readily recognized as his children. In Romans 8.29, the Apostle Paul plainly states that God desires that the individual characters of his children undergo a transformation process and become identical with the character of Jesus Christ, his Son. He says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Our Heavenly Father wills that his adopted sons and daughters be conformed to the image of his only begotten son, Jesus. This Confirmation is necessary for the family of God to live in unity and thus fulfill the Father's will concerning how a family should function in their relationships. Being conformed to the image of Jesus simply means to take on his form, which is his likeness, his stature or his resemblance. When all of God's children are conformed to the character and the likeness of his only begotten son, Jesus, then and only then will it become evident that they are led by the Spirit, and therefore truly are the sons of God. The whole creation awaits this glorious day of revelation. Now, developing the character of Jesus is accomplished by developing the fruit of the Spirit and the fruits that were so easily recognized in his life. In Matthew 7, Jesus himself taught that it is by outward manifestation of the fruit that the inward nature and the character is recognized when he said, Wherefore, by their fruit, ye shall know them. In other words, you'll know my disciples by their character. In case you haven't noticed, we are now living in a day when there appears to be a major, major breakdown in demonstration of the fruit of the Spirit that the Apostle Paul was talking about in chapter 5 of Galatians, verses 22 and 23, that are going on within society and unfortunately among the body of Christ as well. We are now witnessing this deficiency in the fruits of joy, peace, love, loving kindness throughout our nation and throughout the world at large. And to say the least, unity is lacking even within the body of Christ and it's not functioning at a level that is pleasing to God the Father. Increasingly, there are fewer and fewer people who are willing to commit to and remain faithful to a promise of any kind. Those willing to persevere through to the finish of a job or any task that you might ask them to do is quite rare. Many, many people are becoming prone to receiving and to giving offense. There is undeniably a lack of self-control and moral restraint is at an all-time high. It appears we're living in the time of which Paul warned Timothy to be on the lookout in Second Timothy 3. He told him that there will be terrible times in the last days. He said that men will become lovers of themselves, lovers of money, they'll become boastful, they'll be proud, they'll be blasphemers, disobedient to their parents. They'll be ungrateful, unholy, they'll be without love, they'll be unforgiving, they'll be slanderers, they'll be without self-control. They'll become brutal. They'll be despisers of the good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God. They'll have a form of godliness, but will deny the power of God. He finally told Timothy to stay away from such people. He said that they are the kind of people who creep their way into homes of weak-willed women who are laden or burdened down with sins, uh, led away by various lusts, and who are always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of of the truth. He went on to encourage Timothy. He told him that you have carefully followed my doctrine and my teaching. You know, my manner of life, my purpose, the faith, my long suffering, the love that I have, the the perseverance that I have, persecutions I've endured, and the afflictions which happened to me at Antioch and Iconium at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and all of them, all the Lord delivered me out of. He said, in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution while evil men will grow worse and worse, deceiving, and they'll be deceived themselves. But as for you, continuing the things you've learned, and from emphasis, you've known the holy scriptures that, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. The body of Christ has been given spiritual gifts such as wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, tongues, and working of miracles, and many others. Now, these gifts have been given to us as the body of Christ to assist us to grow in the development process of maturing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives and to develop character that will exemplify Jesus. But the truth of the matter is that more and more we're witnessing believers who are flaunting characteristics that come from the world and they're disclosing insufficient signs of maturity associated with the fruit of the Spirit and the character traits of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. In fact, many believers could be characterized today by the traits resembling those which Paul warned Timothy about. Because so many of these believers have been hurt deeply or they've been wounded in the church within the family of Christ, It's caused a lot of people, a lot of them, to become bitter and they become unforgiving. They've become slanderers because of being spiritually assaulted and injured, uh, causing them to walk in disharmony with other believers. Most of them are just downright exhausted and they're just drained of their desire to persevere in their Christian walk. More and more often, we're witnessing many leaders leaders now, who are in conflict within the body of Christ. They lack patience, they've lost their love for serving, their peace, and many have been robbed of the joy Jesus promised they could have in him. And in countless ways, we've come to accept that this is the way the church operates. We have an epidemic of broken believers emerging in society today, and we have come to accept this As the norm, many who have been wounded, they just stay away from church altogether. Thus, uh, they allow their hearts to become cold and calloused or even worse. uh, They just put on the church face, go to church on Sunday, Sunday after Sunday, put on their smile as though nothing is wrong. And then we go in and we implement some new vision. We implement some new program. Set up a fast and just keep moving forward as though all is well and hope that the problems will just go away. All the while, the people are dying as they sit on the pew and listen to someone speak the word of God. And instead of addressing the issues, we allow the hurts or the wounds to get buried and scabbed over until something rubs or something hits the sensitive spots and the wound festers or erupts all over again. Deep-seated wounds erupt, and those who are carnal once again prove that they're still babes in Christ. This convinces me that there are so many Christians and so many professed believers, including leaders, who are aimlessly floating about in the body of Christ and in society who bear similarities that Paul addressed in 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3. He said, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. He then said, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it and not even, uh, even now you are still not able for you are still carnal for where there is envy and strife and divisions among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Now, This brings us to a place where we need to ask and ponder over a couple of questions and see if we can get a close examination of the Word, whether we can find the answers or find the answers in the Word of God. First, can we terminate this cycle over today's society, specifically the body of believers? And second, can we break what is seemingly an endless rotation that continually happens repeatedly in heart after heart, church after church, relationship after relationship, and business after business. I think we can. And that's why I'm thoroughly convinced that this fragmentation among believers specifically is a result of a lack of character building to building the fruit of, of the Spirit, developing the fruit of the Spirit that should be characterized by the body of Christ. Now, according to the Apostle Paul, uh, to the uh, Galatians in chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, he says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And Paul goes on to add against such things there is no law. He said that Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the sinful nature and its desires. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Paul went on to say in chapter 6, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. He said that we are to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are nothing, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else for each one should carry their own load. And finally, he went on to say, let us not become weary in well doing for at the proper time we will reap if we do not faint or if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers or to the family of Christ. Here in this passage, Paul was reminded. uh, he, He was reminding the Galatians as with other passages of scripture, that the evil one, who is, of course, the devil, continues to tempt those who are in Christ and is always seeking to lead them to destruction. And in 1 Peter 5, we find a striking description of the devil's plot for our demise when he says, the devil is roaming about, seeking whom he may devour. So if a brother or a sister was caught in a false step. Those who live by the spirit of God should use gentleness in restoring the person to fellowship. They shouldn't be using harshness. They should be trying to draw them with loving kindness. He he reminded them to be on guard how they would like to be treated and to be treating the person that they are ministering to with loving kindness because they would like to have the same kindness extended to them if they were to fall. It is those individuals who have developed their fruit, all of their fruit, who will be most manifest in this. By these passages of scripture, we see that believers can become, we see that sometimes people can become selective so that they cultivate and develop only those fruits that offer the least resistance to their own personality type or that's not going to grind against their flesh. Believers have to. We must develop all of the fruit because none of them are optional. None of us as believers, no one, is exempt. Whether you're a leader, whether you are a lay person, we're not exempt from these passages. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth for people who have conformed to His image. He's coming for a spotless church filled with those who are have the resemblance of himself this means that believers themselves must be striving to develop 100 fold of all the fruit for jesus himself was 100 fold for us to greatly desire the fruit though the fruit of the Spirit in our lives is vital for us to fully understand the function of each fruit. For those who have the fruits developed in their lives to varying degrees, understanding their functions will bring greater appreciation of those fruits and perhaps instill a greater hunger for even more cultivation. So, spiritual development and production never stop, you never stop growing in Christ if you are attached to the vine. Each fruit of the Spirit enables the individual believer to better cope with adverse situations that arise in his or her life. There is not any situation, there's not any trial, or there's no temptation that a child of God will face that one of the fruits of the Spirit won't enable him or her to overcome. Because of His love, the Father yearns for His children to begin to cultivate every fruit of the Spirit because He wants His sons and his daughters to be overcomers. Actually, a believer, they can't totally be successful as an overcomer if any of the fruit is missing in his or her life, because that will be the very one, the very fruit in which the devil is going to concentrate his attack. It's also vital for us as believers, to become knowledgeable about how to cultivate each individual fruit and then begin developing the fruits in our lives. Though it does require time and it does require effort, the rewards that we gain will far surpass the cost involved. Even though the development process may seem to be an insurmountable task. The Father would not expect us to do something. He wouldn't expect something of us or of His children that's impossible to accomplish. So He has sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to help, to guide, to give us direction, and we can call on Him anytime, day or night. The Father does require diligence, though, in cultivation through obedience to His Word And no amount of fear or worry is going to produce any desired spiritual result. So put aside the the fear. If you have fears, if you have doubts, trust the Holy Spirit to be able to help you. The Word of God clearly explains how to develop each of the fruit of the Spirit. And the sooner we believers choose to begin the cultivation process, the sooner we will be able to reap the rewards for a bountiful crop of well-developed fruit. We're going to conclude with this portion of developing the fruit of the Spirit in our lives and look forward to our next session and we'll start in on the fruit themselves. Until then, God bless and have a beautiful day. You have been listening to Prophet Grayscales of Grayscales Ministries where you grow as you balance life by the sword of the Spirit. We are honored you chose to join us today and pray you have received a blessing from the Lord during this message. We look forward to your presence again next week for more teaching. Until then, please take an opportunity to share this message with others. You are welcome to share your comments or contact me at GraceADLS at Outlook.com. Remember to keep comments respectful.